Hello, and welcome to our first podcast of 2023, Recruiter Reveals All About the Hot 100. I'm Didi Doak. I'm editor of Recruiter Magazine, and with me today is Simon Marsden, director at Gambit Corporate Finance, Recruiter's new partner in creating the Hot 100 every year. Simon, welcome. Thank you, Didi. Well, let's start off with a real basic here. This was Gambit's first year to provide Recruiters Hot 100. How did you find the experience? Yeah, it was a really positive experience for us um, and, you know, delighted to be involved in in what's clearly and have been for some time a a flagship, you know, publication in the sector. And I, I think... The work we did and the entries that we uh, we reviewed only served to reaffirm our view of the, the quality of the recruitment sector as a whole. Um, this was the first year for most entrants since the pandemic, and there was a very clear rebound um, in terms of performance, which is uh, which is great to see. Uh, we had a high level of new entrants, so sixty three new entrants who've never entered before. So positive engagement from, uh, from, from the market. And, uh, and I think it was also, it was very interesting to see that this is clearly a very um, important, um, you know, important event for the entrants. There was a high degree of sort of competitive edge amongst the entrants, um, always, you know, wanting to know when the publication date was and when obviously the list was finalized and published. You know, lots of feedback and enthusiasm from those that were shortlisted and obviously disappointment from those that didn't make the list. So get yeah, all in all for us, a, a really, a really positive experience and, uh, you know, look forward to continuing our uh, involvement going forward. I'm so glad to hear that. And I have to tell you, Simon, about that enthusiasm. Even today, I'm still getting emails and other contacts from people who are saying, well, we missed it this year, but how do we get involved next year? And uh, we'll get into that later on in, in our conversation here. Can you share a few points of what your team's research and analysis found that surprised you? Sure. I think... The one sort of common thread, and you know, this I suppose goes across the whole sector. Really, is, is the is the resilience that the the market has demonstrated. Um, I guess if you go back over the last few years, there've been a number of whether they're economic shocks, mac, um, political shocks. Um, you know, over the last five or six years, I think consistently the sector has remained resilient. Um, and um, I think a number of organisations have demonstrated their agility and their ability to to, to pivot through these um, through through these issues. And, and I think that that resilience is you know has been sort of compounded by um, skills and labour shortages in the market. And there are clearly a number of sectors where uh, there are structural shortages in, in terms of candidates. So I think those who have got access to the candidates have, have clearly um, you know clearly performed performed well and, and putting some some context on that I think um, you know the bar's really been raised this year if you look at 
you know, sort of year on year increases in productivity, um, which is obviously the key measure uh, for the Hot 100. Um, the minimum productivity level, i.e., gross profit divided by number of employees to get into the Hot 100 this year has increased by 54% year on year. Um, and if you look at the overall productivity of the 100 entities who were shortlisted, that's going to by 28% year on year. So I think that just sort of demonstrates the sort of, um, you know, the, the, the quality and the improvement in performance that organizations have, um, have, have achieved. I think it's also interesting to note um, that there's uh, a number of um, strong performing players in the mid market. Um, so if you look at um, how the sort of um, revenue performance of um, uh, the Hot 100 um, cuts down, um, around 10% um, of the Hot 100 were generating a revenue below the average for the whole the whole list. So it just shows that you know some of the mid market players who've perhaps been a bit more a bit more agile and um, able to pivot through some of these issues have. You know, effectively outperform with some much larger players. I think that's all really, really exciting. And I'd love to think that the Hot 100 itself is inspiring people to think more about their productivity, their efficiency, um, their profitability, as opposed to, to turnover. Well, the... Um, would you say then that there is a typical profile of a of a hot one hundred company, or perhaps not, um, as you describe the mid market players as kind of bucking the trend there? Yeah, I think it's difficult to sort of um, you know generalize across across the whole list because clearly there's a there is a you know a huge variety in terms of um, you know, the size the focus of, of some of those. Um, those organizations but I guess those that have probably you know fared better have uh, uh, sort of characterized by you know, probably by a, a more candidate-led model um, focusing on high growth specialist sectors where there are structural shortages uh, I think those that are able to you know recruit retain and incentivize you know the best consultants in the market so having a you know a, a meritocratic um, structure where you know performance is rewarded to, to to those who perform strongly and i think also what we've increasingly seen and this is perhaps a more a general comment rather than specifically from the hot 100 but the huge investment in l d that uh, organizations are now making which obviously helps to you know to sort of boost that candidate attraction and i guess sort of finally you know the ability to attract um the best candidates, um, you know, in a, a tight labour market as we're in now, you know, candidate attraction is is clearly is clearly paramount, and the ability to to do that and to quickly and efficiently match those to client needs is you know is making those who can who can do that you know perform better and obviously are able to charge um, and and generate better margins. That's that's also very interesting, and it. This brings to mind a, a point uh, that's a bit off-piste here, Simon. Um, but last night, I attended an event of the Recruitment and Employment Confederations at um, the House of Commons. 
and the the topic, of course, was employment and uh, recruitment. And it seemed very evident that the role of the recruiter, the professional recruiter these days, um, really does have to extend beyond purely the act of acquiring somebody. You know, there needs to be advisory services and perhaps getting into the reskilling area uh, for candidates and clients, uh, not just their own staff. Would you be able to to comment on anything you've seen uh, reflecting that kind of requirement? Yeah, I think that's that that's you know becoming you know far more obvious and, and, and prevalent in the market. Um, you know, I think recruitment has for some time now has moved away from a um, you know, one hesitate to call it a commoditized product, but um, you know, moving away from just you know, f- filling jobs and, and, and filling roles to, you know, to a far more, you know, value-add approach. Um, and, you know, being, you know, back to the, the comment I made earlier about, you know, the, the way to attract the best, you know, candidates is to, you know, is to, for example, help them prepare for interviews, give them, you know, fast and helpful and insightful feedback, um, you know, pre- helping prepare, CV. So yeah, I think across a number of um, a number of levels, it's um, it's becoming far more of a um, you know a, a sort of um, a value added role rather rather than just you know simply um, you know taking CVs and, and and sending them out to clients. Very good. Well, looking ahead, if recruitment companies uh, want their businesses to earn a place on a future Hot 100, what would you advise them to to do? Yeah, that's a good question. And I I guess, you know, as I mentioned earlier, we've we've had, um, you know, some people coming back to us and, you know, sort of asking why why they're not uh, included in the list and obviously wanting to, to be included going forward. So I think, you know, ultimately it's a, it's a list which is which is based on recognizing those with the with the highest levels of, of productivity. So that's clearly the place to start. So you know, having a an engaged and multi motivated um, consultant base, um, focusing on having a strong candidate and client value proposition, um, and I think also you know, and again, this is something that we're seeing you know more and more is setting and monitoring of appropriate. KPIs in the business. I think that's that's where you know people are able to um, set goals to to improve and you know measure those you know tangibly against against future performance. Um, I think moving on to more the logistics. Um, you know, I think making sure that you've got your sort of um, your house in order in terms of your your financial reporting and you know getting your Draft accounts for your latest year end um, in 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 good shape to be able to submit them for the for the, the submission deadline, um, and also you know just it, it's it's difficult sometimes to you know to capture all the all the nuances in some of the data. So you know helping to sort of you know flag where there have been um, any sort of um, variations or there are any sort of you know potential areas for ambiguity. Um, you know it's, it's just trying to make sure that 
we have the very best data set to um, to compile the list. Thank you for for that, Simon. That was a, a very good rundown of of what what they need to do. Um, <laughs> one of the other things that I would remind our listeners to keep an eye on too are the deadlines and the contact details, which even though those might seem to be the smallest details to work with in this, sometimes they're the difference between being part of the Hot 100 and not. And I think also, so one other thing I, 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 I should have said is, you know, actually, you know, making sure, you know, I guess to your point, really, that you do actually enter. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, part, part of our role here clearly is to, is to sort of, um, is to receive and evaluate the, the, the end entries and, you know, and also to try and, you know, make sure that we, um, you know, we, we sort of make that data set as, as complete a data set as, as possible. But, um, yeah, look, just, you know, the, the basics of making sure that you know you keep an eye out for the um, for the deadline and make sure you get your entry in before that um, before that date. Super, Simon. Thank you so much for talking with us today about our Hot 100, the rankings of the most profitable UK recruitment companies. I'm Didi Doak. This is Recruiter Magazine, Recruiter.co.uk. Thanks for listening.